The following program is pre-recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Lotus Radio's weekly public service show, In-Depth. To have your nonprofit featured, email PSA at lotusradio.com. This morning on In-Depth, I'm talking with uh, Michael Brazier, the CEO and President of United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra. And also on the line, we have Ashley Cabrera, Director of Marketing and Engagement with United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra. Thank you both for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Of course. Well, give our listeners a little background on United Way if they're not familiar. Absolutely. So United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra has been in our community since 1942. We cover all the way from Washoe to Elko to Ely to Winnemucca. We have 70,000 square miles. United Way's mission is to link the community to improve lives. We really work on making sure we're collaborating and convening with our community to solve community issues. So when we think of United Way, that traditional United Way, right, is focused on education, income, and health. Our United Way here, specifically in Northern Nevada, is focused on community issues and being that community problem solver by bringing people together to solve those problems. So in 2014, strategically, we did a community listening tour across our 12 county and Carson City region to really kind of see what the top issues were facing our community at that time. I think to no surprise to anyone, we heard things like education, housing, healthcare, and access to healthcare. We really zeroed in on that education space. At that time, less than 50% of our third graders were reading at grade level at the end of third grade. And the reason why that's so important is third grade reading is that first predictor for future success for our, our little ones. So we know if we want a thriving Northern Nevada, as we see all these new jobs are coming to our region, Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that our students are ready to take those jobs, right? So we know that the earliest way to make sure they're graduating high school in time is investing in third grade. So since 2014, we've really zoned in on that third grade and building early literacy skills for Northern Nevada. Okay, so in in your efforts and reaching out to the community and finding out what the the need is, it sounds like uh, reading has been the the number one priority. And I noticed that you have uh, a lot of programs where you're giving out new books. Uh, So uh, that's fantastic. Definitely, yes. So the community, you know, that was one of the issues, and we really thought this was an issue that we could make a a huge difference on. And as you said, we really pride ourselves on on giving out new books to children. Just this past year, we gave out over 20,000 books. Um, that, that included books through um, literacy kits, really trying to target those Title I schools and students living in poverty or experiencing poverty to make sure they have access to build those home libraries. Yeah, and we can't tell you enough just the look on um, kiddos' faces when they ask you, like, I really get to keep this book. It's really easy to take uh-huh. for granted that everyone has access to books at home, and that's just not the reality for some families in our service area. So we're doing the best we can with making sure that kids have the tools they need to read, and the first step really is having access to books. That's amazing. Well, uh, where do these books come from? Are they just donations, or do you go out and purchase books with uh, with cash donations? Yes, um, through the support of our donors, we are able to buy books um, at a great price so that we're able to serve more families. Okay. Um, so we are purchasing the books ourselves with diversity and different level reading levels in mind and making sure um, that these books are representing the kids that they're serving. Um, and then they're really high-quality books. We're always getting hardcover whenever possible because kids really know the value of books from a young age, and we really want them to be excited to open them up. All right, and they'll last a little bit longer, too, and... and uh... yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of, a lot of books. Since I have a uh, an eight month old daughter, uh, that some of them come with little stuffed animals too. Do you provide yes. those as well? And and are they excited about that? I'm sure. 
Yeah, every now and then we'll find some inventory that has something cute, like a little stuffed animal or a little diary to, uh, to track a child's uh, development in the first year. And so those are always really fun and, um, and exciting to give out to young, young kiddos in particular. And then one of the other things we do with those books sometimes is we pair books up with an activity that really extends the life of the book, right? So the, so the child's not only getting the book, they're getting an activity and a tip sheet for their parents, right? That tip sheet is telling the parents why it's so important to read with your child, giving them tips on how to read with your child, but also an activity that really extends life of that book. So it could be like, let's make a snowman because you're reading a book about snowmans or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it's push too is making sure that even when babies are just months old, we still want them to be handling books, being read, being read to, um, and just starting at, a, at an early age. It's never too early. Yeah, that engagement seems very important for uh, not only the kids, but for the parents as well. And and uh, so if you're just joining us, I'm talking with uh, Michael Brazier, CEO and President of the United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra, and Ashley Cabrera, Director and Marketing of United Way here in uh, Northern Nevada and the Sierra. Uh, so we're, we're talking about reading, educating children. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Nevada State Ready, the pre-K, uh, pre-K program. Yeah, this is a really exciting um, program for us. We're in our first year of implementation. We received a grant from the Nevada Department of Education to provide free pre-K to children experiencing poverty um, throughout northern Nevada. We are looking at, you know, we know that children having a strong start and getting in school early is going to put them on track to be Mm -hmm. successful um, later on in school. Right, so it's that big investment. We're able to provide up to 163 kids um, access to free pre-K through this program. And we actually partner with private pre-K centers who have that high quality learning experience and give them the ability to offer that to children and families who otherwise wouldn't be able to have access to pay for pre-K. We really Mm -hmm. focused in on the rural areas this year, um, you know, especially looking at Lyon County and trying to build capacity there to make sure we're serving those kids who need that access to high-quality pre-K. Um, to date, we've registered over 90 pre-Kers this year, way past our goal of 75, so we're on track and um, feeling good about as we're getting ready to wrap up this first year and start planning for year two. That's fantastic. Well, I know a lot of us have been very much impacted by the pandemic and are still feeling the after effects of that. How did COVID-19 change the way that the United Way of Northern Nevada and Sierra was able to to help out in in the communities here in uh, the more populated areas and rural communities as well? Definitely. You know, I think COVID-19 was a time for us all to take pause Um, and really evaluate the work that we were doing. We continue to focus on education, trying to get books out um, into children's hands, but at the same time, you know, as our role as that community problem solver, we saw that there was other issues that we should focus our attention on. So we did a couple different things. Um, First, we put out um, our own emergency assistance fund before federal or state dollars were even available. We were able to get rental assistance out. So, So we know that a lot of people woke up one day and no longer had a job, no longer had income, and didn't know how they were going to pay their rent, right? right. And so we try to get that, that, those rental assistance dollars out very early on um, in the pandemic. Additionally, um, one of the roles that United Way serves here in our community is the Secretariat for the Emergency Food and Shelter Program, which is FEMA's program that provides those economic emergency dollars out for supplemental funds to help agencies. Um, we, we were able to put about $1.2 million of funding out um, to help those agencies on the front line, whether that be the increase in need for food, rental assistance, utility assistance. And then finally, we partnered with the, the Lieutenant Governor to launch a program called Delivering with Dignity. 
And that program provided meals to the doorsteps of people who were divided by, those meals were delivered by United Way volunteers. Um, they're prepared by local restaurants. And we were able to complete over 90,000 deliveries in the 13 months of the program. And just phenomenal. Wow. We originally thought the program was only going to last a month or two, and we just kept getting funders to fund the program, and the need continued to stay, as I think all of us, you know, never thought that we'd be working from home and, you know, experiencing the impacts of COVID as long as we have. Sure. And so we were able to run that program for 13 months to help support our neighbors in need. Well, that's incredible. I didn't realize that there were so many different facets and ways that United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra would help out in our community. Uh, you know, a lot of the messaging was, of course, you know, I see about the book drives and learning, but I didn't realize there was a lot of help that you provided in, in those aspects as well and, and feeding people with uh, emergency food and shelter programs. So that's that's great. And Thinking about all of this funding that you're receiving to, to be able to help out people, how, how do people um, you know, help out in your efforts in reaching our community and people in need? Uh, how can people volunteer and, and donate right now with United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra? Yes, we always are looking for ways to engage our community. So first and foremost, like follow us on social media, look up United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra. We're always posting opportunities there. Or you can go to uwns.org. Um, and to, to, there's a donate page at the top. Um, we post volunteer opportunities on there under the volunteer link as well when we have opportunities available. Or go to their website and just reach out to me directly. I'd love to grab a coffee with you, talk about how we can get you involved in changing lives here in northern Nevada. Yes, we like to joke that we're a little bit of an onion um, with how many layers of our work. Um, so there really truly is something for everyone, and we just encourage you to get involved and learn more about us. That's great. And if you're just joining us, I've been talking with uh, Michael Brazier, CEO and President of United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra, and Ashley Cabrera, Director of Marketing and Engagement. You can visit their website at uwnns.org for more info. And there was something else as I was going through your website, uh, you know, especially because it is uh, tax season. What is this, uh, the website, myfreetaxes.com? Yes, uh, MyFreeTaxes.com is a uh, wonderful tool here available to everyone in our, in our community. Um, it's actually also available to anyone in any state. Um, but MyFreeTaxes.com is really about empowering the individual and households to file their own taxes so they are saving that money that they would pay someone to file it for them so they can keep that money for themselves, for their family. It's a completely free online platform where people can file their simple tax returns. It's mobile-friendly. Most filers finish within an hour. One of the really neat things about My Free Taxes is we're all scared to do our taxes wrong, but My Free Taxes actually has access to volunteers who are, I, who are trained with the IRS um, to answer your questions while you're filing. Oh, that's very and cool. in English and Spanish. Well, that's great because it does seem like a daunting task for either first-time tax filers or if you've, you know, gone through a lot of changes with your, uh, your life, you know, in this last year, yeah. a lot of people changing jobs or buying houses or getting married or whatever it is. So the MyFreeTaxes.com, I thought that was a great uh, tool, a free tool for people to be able to use, too. Um, and, and I also noticed that the 211, is that is that like an info number that people can call? Yes, Nevada 211 is actually the statewide information and referral system. Okay. Um, and we really encourage people to get uh, familiar with Nevada 211. Um, things like, I don't know where to access free diapers or where to access a food pantry. You can call Nevada 211. They will screen you with some questions. And they're really educated on knowing what else to recommend based on what you're looking for. 
and one of the great things about 211, and I think this is just shows you the power of our two local United Ways here in Nevada. So we have two, only two United Ways in our state. We were actually started Nevada 211 before 211 became federally mandated. So we have the 211 system um, updated, and it was ran by both United Ways. And, you know, this is kind of one of the things we pride ourselves on is our ability to look at a community, identify a need, solve that need, but then also grow that program up so another nonprofit can take it over and run with it. So 201 is a great resource for our community, but also started by your local United Way here. And all you'd have to do just to get info is just dial simply just 211 on your phone, and that's it. That's yep. correct. It's super simple. That's pretty easy. i got to try that. Well, do you have any events that are coming up? I know everything's getting a little bit, uh, little bit brighter and more positive with uh, the, the state of the pandemic right now, and people are getting back out in the world. Do you have uh, uh, events that our community can take a part in, and, and what are some of the events and initiatives that United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra was involved with last year? And then let's also look forward to this year. Yeah, definitely. So if we look back, so first I'll look back kind of last year, opportunities that we did. You know, last summer we did a very big push. We delivered out 10,000 books in the summer alone across wow. the area. So we were looking for volunteers to help us pack literacy kits, to read with kids, to read virtually with kids, because at that point we were still, you know, following some um, social distancing guidelines. Um, you know, and then we're also always looking for volunteers to help us serve on committees, be involved in the organization, office volunteers, all of the above. Once again, you can go to uwnns.org and look at the volunteer tab for that. Upcoming, it's a really exciting time here. As I mentioned earlier, we were founded in 1942. So that means this year is our 80th anniversary. All right. Um, and in honor of that 80th anniversary, we are launching a brand new initiative called Week of Caring, the week of May 16th through 20th. We will be offering volunteer opportunities throughout that entire week across the region for volunteers, whether you're in Fernley, Carson City, or here in Reno, you'll have an opportunity to get involved with United Way. We are finalizing those details, and they will be available on our website at uwns.org, as well as in September, we are hosting a birthday bash, and so we will have information about that. It's a great time to, for us to look back on our 80th year and our 80 years of impact on the community, how we've continued to impact the community, and then also making sure that we'll continue to impact our community for 80 years, right? So it's a great opportunity for us to engage donors as well. Well, and that's great. And I also saw on the uh, on the website that you also work with uh, companies like NV Energy and Microsoft, one of their other volunteer projects. Can you tell us a little more about that and how other companies that are listening can get involved? Yes, of course. Um, one of the most rewarding and fun parts of my job is getting to work with local companies um, and really getting to put their their employees' uh, volunteer time and their donations at work and really being able to bring um, the work right, right in front of their eyes. Um, this summer we worked with volunteers from Shields and the Energy to read with kids, um, and it's just so so rewarding to know um, our com youngest community members see that their community members care about them. It's really as simple as reaching out, giving me a call. Um, tell us about your company's social corporate responsibility goals. Um, let us know what you guys want to do and how we can work together. Um, we did a wonderful literacy kit project with, with Ide Bailey that they sponsored, and it's just really easy to get involved and feel like a part of our impact. All right. and it's one of those things, I think, for businesses, right? We think of that workforce in the future, especially as we're going through this huge migration of um, workforce, we know that it's important for employees to feel engaged in the community and feel like their employer. 
is engaging in the community. We are happy to meet with any company to talk about how we could partner to help them be engaged in the community, from volunteer activities to giving activities to advocacy activities, right? There's all kinds of ways employers can be involved, and we love engaging them and brainstorming. Um, and that's, you know, and, and helping give them advice. It might be us and it might not be us, but we're happy to talk to them and find the best community fit for that organization to give back to their community. All right, so local businesses, business owners, uh, head to uwnns.org to find out how your company can get involved with United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra. And uh, I've, I also noticed you had uh, Nevada Reading Week going on. How, how are you guys celebrating that? Yes, so Nevada Reading Week has been around for over 40 years here in Nevada, and it's an opportunity for educators across the state to really celebrate that love of reading and promote that love of reading to children. Um, so this year we're doing something a little bit different for Nevada Week. Um, so Nevada Reading Week is next week, um, starts on February 28th and runs through that Friday, March 4th. And we have volunteers reading in classrooms in Carson, Douglas, Fernley, uh, Fallon, and here in Reno Spark. So every day we have volunteers out in classrooms. For more information on that, you can email volunteers at uwnns.org to see if there's any shifts available for you to sign up if you're interested. All right. That's fantastic. Well, I'm also looking forward to the, the week of caring. That is May 16th through 20th with United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra and your birthday bash in September. A lot of great stuff that uh, that after having this conversation with both of you, I feel really good about uh, about just everything that you're doing and, and all the involvement that you have in the community. And I think I learned a lot, too. I, I really wasn't, uh, you know, as familiar, I think, uh, you know, some of our listeners would agree about what the United Way of northern nevada and the sierra does and now and now we do so so thank you both for shedding some light on your organization and the community is there anything else you wanted to add before we go today no i just appreciate your time so much and just want to thank your listeners i'm sure at some point they were probably a united way supporter and if you are we are so thankful for you we are around for 80 years because of your support and this is one of my favorite things to do is talk about the great work that united way is doing in our community we are supported by an amazing staff and board of directors who do wonderful work here in Northern Nevada and make our impact possible and is because of the community support that that's possible. So we are just thankful to be around for 80 years and look forward to 80 more. Yeah, so get involved and help us to the next 80. All right, you heard that, folks. Head to uwnns.org to learn more about how you can get involved and donate and all the great programs that you offer with the United Way of Northern Nevada and the Sierra. Michael, Ashley, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Your nonprofit organization could be on this show. Email PSA at lotusradio.com. This morning, I'm talking with the executive director of the Step One Recovery Program, and uh, Danny Doring is her name. And I'm also talking with Dom Sennett. He's the secretary for the Step One Program. Thank you both for joining us on In Depth this morning. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, well, Danny, um, give us a little bit of background in history of, uh, about Step One uh, for our listeners. You know, how did it get started, and who does the program help out? Okay, sure. Step One started clear back in 1993, and was started by an individual named Eli Maritano. He opened up his home to men trying to get sober, and when there was no more room in his garage for them. The next logical step was to get a home near the University of Nevada, Reno, which he did and actually became a 501c3 in 1993 
and the program was called Step One at that time, and now we've changed our name to Step One Recovery because that's what we do. We help men, adult men, who want to get clean and sober, get their life back on track, who also may need help with mental health issues associated with their addiction. Okay, great. So it's been about 30 years, and I noticed uh, that you have some info here about the 30-year anniversary. Congratulations on that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. It is a long time to be in this business and be in this community, and we're really grateful for the community's support over the years and uh, the ability to help so many men in that time. That's fantastic. And uh, there is an anniversary dinner coming up at the El Dorado on March 5th. And we'll get into some details uh, about that later in this uh, in this interview. I-, I noticed that you mentioned that you, you help mainly adult men for this program. Are these uh, how are these men finding out about step one? Are they are they mainly just members of our community or homeless uh, incarcerated men or, or all the above? Actually, it's all the above. We are open to any any individual, any man who would like to, you know, get clean and sober, change their life, and they can apply to our program through our website. They can come here in person. They can also apply to us um, while they're incarcerated, if that's the case. But they can get to us in many different ways, and we just accept their application, take a look at it, and see if they're going to be a good fit. Well, how does uh, how do you go about the process of qualifying a person for support? Is there um, uh, like the certain you know qualifications, and is there costs associated, and, and what are those? Okay, well, there's an eligibility criteria that they would need to meet. So, for instance, uh, step one does not at this time take any sex offenders or multiple violent offenders. We're taking people that have you know substance abuse crimes or alcohol crimes and they're nonviolent individuals. Uh, they would apply through our application, which they have to meet that eligibility criteria. It gets scored and reviewed, and then we let them know if they've been accepted or if we're going to refer them somewhere else that they'd be more appropriate. Uh, there is no cost. Can you? I, oh, I know that's hard to believe, but there is no charge for our clients to live in our facility uh, because we do receive grant funding from the state of Nevada and uh, there may be a small cost for the counseling piece, but that's only if they have no insurance. But we do, uh, we do sign up everyone for insurance when they first arrive here. So hopefully there is no cost to them except for them saving their own money to get an apartment once they you know, complete this program. Okay, okay. So you receive state funding, but do you also accept donations as well? We absolutely accept donations okay. because... State funding does not cover everything. Of course, yeah. And and are there other um, other needs and for donations like uh, like volunteers, like clothing, food, and and uh, other items? What what are the items that uh, Step One really needs right now besides uh, monetary donations? We always can use any general work clothing, especially work boots, uh, winter coats. It's awfully cold out there these days. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> Any clothing that would be appropriate for job interviews, uh, we can always use towels. Uh, that They seem to, like, just fly out of here, out of, out of the windows or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, if you're just joining us this morning, I'm, I'm speaking with uh, Danny Doring. She's the executive director for Step 1 Recovery. We also have Dom Sennett on the phone as well, the secretary for Step 1. We're talking about um, their adult men recovery program, about um, you know getting help if, if you need um, help with substance abuse of, of any kind. And their website, to find out more info, is step one 
Inc. Inc. dot org. And I know I noticed you mentioned that there's a a house, a location here in town. Can we can we tell our listeners where that's at? Uh, we can say that it's near UNR. Okay. Yeah, due to federal confidentiality, we aren't disclosing that unless you're directly applying to the program. Okay, great. So if anybody wants to um, find out more info, they can go to the website and then go through the process of signing up instead of just stopping at your location. So that's that's good to know that it's also kept confidential as well for all the people that are, that are part of the Step 1 program. And I always like to hear great success stories. I had a family member myself that went through the Step 1 program uh, back a number of years ago, and uh, they completed the program and were successful with it. So it's great to to hear that from an individual standpoint. But what are some of the numbers? What are the success rates? I always like to hear a, you know, a feel-good story about how Step 1 helps out. So how many people are you able to help uh, annually? Uh, we help about 100 men annually, and they live here for at least 90 to 120 days, and we do have 20 beds, so those rotate over every 90 to 120 days, helping approximately 100 men. Uh, one of the successes that we talk about is our recidivism rate, because it's hard to determine, you know, a, a, an individual's success, because, you know, one success is not another person's success. So sure. providing they stay clean and sober... What we're really good at is not having our guys recidivate in the state of Nevada uh, criminal justice system. So of all the men that go through step one, only 5% recidivate in the first year, meaning go back to prison. So that's a very small number compared to those folks that never receive help. It's like a revolving door. They just continue to go back through prison over and over. But once they come through here, um, that cycle seems to... Uh, lesson, at least. That's fantastic. Well, that's a, that's a really huge number if you think about it. Only 5% uh, that are not able to uh, be successful in the program are going back to prison. So, uh, And 100 men a year, over 30 years, that's, that's a very substantial amount of people that you've been able to help out. How does somebody in our community find out about this program besides just hearing about it uh, this morning? Uh, how do people connect with step one do you go out into the community or are you part of um, other groups and organizations that uh, that give them you give them the info about uh, step one well like we've said before you can check our website um, you can also call directly to the facility which is 775-329-9830 you know people are actually welcome to just come up to the the door you know once you call us and find out what our address is mm-hmm. and we will talk with anybody that's interested in coming through here, um, we give family members, uh, more, more often or not, are the ones who call for the individual needing help. And so we spend a lot of time speaking with family members and helping them navigate you know, their loved one's disorder as well. Well, again, if you're just joining us this morning, I've been talking with Danny Doring, the executive director of Step One Recovery. You can visit their website if you uh, need help or know somebody that is in need of uh, substance abuse recovery and help at steponeinc.org or call them at 775-329-9830. And again, congratulations on celebrating 30 years. You have the anniversary dinner coming up. Uh, at the El Dorado on March 5th. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, you're right. We do have the anniversary dinner coming up March 5th at the El Dorado. It is one of our two annual fundraisers. Uh, we have a golf tournament in, in the fall as well. 
But on, on March 5th, we have our annual gala, and it is a black tie affair at the El Dorado. And we, there's a, it's a dinner and award ceremony. We okay. have special guest Charlie Abowd this year. Um, and we're celebrating uh, different people who have made a substantial contribution in the recovery or in substance abuse field. That's fantastic. Is this a, a fundraiser dinner? It is a fundraiser dinner. We have a, we'll have a silent auction as well as some other uh, ways, to, ways to donate. That's great. And I noticed on the flyer that you shared with me, Dom, that there are uh, there, it's tax-deductible, uh, table sponsorships available, and, uh, and you can reserve your, your seat or a table at right now. Is that correct? That is correct. We still do have some tables available. And what is the website okay. again to find out more info about the uh, 30th anniversary dinner for Step 1? Yeah, so to find out more information about the, the dinner or to, re, to reserve a, a table or seat, you can go to our website at steponeinc.org, and it has all the information to do that. Great. Well, thank you very much for, for both of you for taking the time to come on the show on In-Depth this morning and talk about Step 1 Recovery. And the 30th anniversary dinner, again, is coming up on March 5th at the El Dorado Hotel and Casino. And you can register and find out more info at steponeinc.org. Um, and again, thank you both just for everything that you do with this organization helping out people in our community with substance abuse. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you very much, David. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, We'll have some links to the organization on our website. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we go today? I just want to say that we only have nine tables left, and I would love to fill those tables up. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, give us a call at the office or visit the website, and let's get those sold. All right. Well, there you go. Sign up for the 30th anniversary dinner right now. Before you forget about it, head to steponeinc.org or call 775-329-9830. Danny, Dom, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to In-Depth. To have your nonprofit organization featured, please email psa at lotusradio.com.